0: Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien.
1: Hello and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association, coming to you from the Quando Studio right here in central Pennsylvania. Joined as always by my co-host partner, but before we jump to him, I just want to say, I just want to thank my co-host partner and our guests today. I really need this meeting here today. It was a a stressful morning, and a highlight of my week are the Wednesday afternoon podcast sessions, and I'm really looking forward to it. I need a pick-me-up. I need you guys to pick me up a little bit, so joined as always by Chris Martin. That's a tall order today, Chris, so start lifting me, All (laughs) order. All right. We're
0: lifted, man. I'm going to lose my legs. I'm squatting (laughs) down low. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Chris Martin, and I am president of Atlas Marketing, and we tell stories for people who build things. And you've heard that because you've listened to every episode up until now. I am going to go out on a limb because John needs to pick up, and I feel very confident with my friend and guest that this is going to be one of the… Best, I gotta, I got it's the drama. You gotta keep that drama coming. We need that drum roll. I feel, like this, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be one of the best episodes that we've had in a long, long time. No offense to anybody, but my good friend and fellow colleague in the construction industry, Tanya Bird, Woo! all the way from Gilbane Com- Construction in Atlanta, Georgia, and also the co-chair of the AGC Business Development Forum, which is where I got the chance to meet her. Tanya, welcome. To the Building PA
2: podcast. Ooh, thank okay. you so much for that wonderful introduction. Can I get another drum roll, please? Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the show here. I spent all morning with a bunch of attorneys and consultants. So this is a pleasure. And I'm so excited to talk to both of you instead. So I'm so yes. excited. Yes. <laughs> definitely.
0: I will, I will definitely. tell you, you will be energized at the end of this conversation. Tanya has that effect on so many different people. Awesome. Yes.
2: Let's go, I'm excited.
1: So let's start right there then, who is Tanya? Why should we be excited? I know I'm excited, but why should we be excited?
2: Oh my gosh, I am just a uh, woman who has been in the construction industry for over 18 years, operating in the space of business development. I'm here because I absolutely love people. I love providing solutions to facility problems. I love networking. I love coming up with solutions and uh, I love to have fun along the way. And that's why not only do I love construction, probably couldn't build a, a dog house, but I can tell you how to punch list the heck out of something. <laughs> but I also love cigars and bourbon. So I think I fit right in into the industry. Exactly.
0: Yes. Exactly is a, is a perfect <laughs> perfect word there, Tanya. So in your role, you work for one of the larger GCs in the country. You are, yeah. business, de- you, yeah, you <laughs> are business development. So today's topic is business development her way, you know, because all about it's Tanya here. The Tanya so, Show. Yes. The Tanya show. Yeah. So <laughs> talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you faced in the construction industry, you know, as a woman in business development?
2: And what does that mean? Oh, my gosh. You've asked a lot of questions that has a lot of (laughs) breadth and depth. Well, you have 45 Uh, minutes, so take your time. Okay, definitely (laughs) not a lot of time to talk about a woman being in this industry. Well, as you know, historically, uh, this particular industry was not built, made by women. We are now still a small segment of this industry, and uh, it is still somewhat, unfortunately, a challenge for women to be successful just because of how our historical role, I think, in society, coming from being in the home and a homemaker a home manager, but if anyone tells me that a woman who can manage a male and some kids, a dog and a cat and a bird and a fish, and they cannot manage a construction job, they're crazy. (laughs) Because you talk about the ultimate project management, the ultimate scheduling, the ultimate quality control, the ultimate estimator, pre-con manager, a uh, safety that woman does it all so i think the aspect of just because our body parts are different that we don't have the intellectual capacity to run multi-million dollar jobs or to you know organize a group of tradesmen you know to change out ceiling tiles and light bulbs or you know put in a nice you know swimming pool on top of a 25-story hotel. uh, I think she can do that. So I think that's one of the most exciting things for me being in construction. I am so grateful that I am a female in this industry. I came into this industry organically from real estate. And, you know, just someone saw my skill set and convinced me to go work for a construction firm that I knew nothing about. My background is marketing. So, but I learned along the way. And, uh, you know, business development, I think, is pretty consistent no matter what industry it is. Number one, you must love people. Number two, you must love problem solving. Number three, you must love people <laughs> 1 yeah. and 3 are the <laughs> same because at the end of the day you know clients owners architects engineers those group of people all have different ideas and when you have a love of people you know you have to work in unison to get everybody on the same page And uh, that takes someone who has to love people to be able to make sure that everyone's on the same page and that the vision that we see individually can become a unified vision that we can see collectively to finally produce it and make it a reality. So, you know, the evolution of business development, I think, is still evolving in the space of women. We are certainly more welcomed in the room. You know, we don't have to bring a table, we don't have to bring a chair. You know, when I walk in a room, people finally realize, hey, I'm not bringing Starbucks coffee, I'm not bringing lunch, I'm bringing thought leadership, I'm bringing creative ideas, I'm bringing strategy, I'm bringing fun and I'm bringing laughter as well, because that's just who I am. But at the end of the day, whatever space and room I'm in, I know that I, belong there and I know I'm going to add value there. So that in a nutshell, I think women in BD, just from our humble beginnings, running homes transcends to so many uh qualities of a good BD person, you know, and we just happen to look different and occasionally wear a dress or a skirt.
1: Very well said. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking the the two the two gentlemen that have uh, daughters, very well said, yes. and it's awesome to hear. Yes. And and in our home situation, you could add chickens in there too. So we got the dogs, we got the cat, and ch- you know, we, it's a big farm here. So <laughs>
2: you got fresh eggs.
1: There you go, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now I just want to add though uh, a, a question though. So eighteen years in the industry, as a as a woman in BD, do you see it getting better? And do you have any advice to expedite that process to to make sure it gets better?
2: Yeah, I think it is uh, certainly getting better for sure. Uh, I I don't get as many uh, looks as, uh, you know, as I said earlier, you know, why are you here or et cetera. But I think what we can do individually and collectively is to, we need to, just as we are open in our personal life, with our friends of their differences, why would not we not be open in a professional capacity? Because at the end of the day, if you have a particular goal in any organization and you have a, a BD person, you have a salesperson who's responsible for increasing profitability, why would we segregate or have a thought process that only one male or one female can achieve and help us achieve that profitability. So I think if we take off the blinders that Mm -hmm. only one sex can do something, I think that's a start because women are one of the, I think, highest rated salespersons because, you know, you think about your wife. She pretty much sold you and still selling it (laughs) (laughs) on ideas and things you don't want. You don't need, but yet you find them in your house, and that's probably why you have a chicken. She saw you on some stuff, so cat's rabbits, think, you
1: name it, so yes, absolutely
2: hey, exactly, <laughs> so I just think the inclusivity uh yeah. like we have with our friends and knowing that we have a common goal professionally, let's you know it's okay to be different. Why is it a problem because someone is different? You only make it a problem, and uh you know, if success is in your is in your view then it doesn't matter the gender bring it on man female whomever so i think if we all just approached it in that capacity but as far as myself trying to engage with other females to let them know in the construction industry you know typically we only know what we see on the outside on a job site in regards to construction. So yeah, they may not be wanna be a superintendent or a brick mason or electrician. So uh, making them aware and having conversations about the opportunity, the diverse opportunities within a construction organization. And you know, and, and on my LinkedIn profile, I say building relationships is my jam. And when people ask me what I do, I simply say I'm building relationships. And I connect them with my organizations that's fortunate enough and successfully have been able to build some amazing facilities. So knowing that I can share my story of what I do, the path to get there, which is can be challenging. But I think, you know, the biggest challenge is self, self self-confidence, knowledge, Mm -hmm. connecting yourself with the right people. Being willing to uh, speak, to talk to to people that you don't know who may view you differently in a variety of capacities, but being able to step outside of your comfort zone. And uh, being certain of your skill set and your ability to be persuasive and the ability to be a problem solver, then you can be successful in business development as a female.
0: So Tanya, let me ask you this because you and I've had a lot of conversations around this. Yes, first off I, I love I love what you just said, but more importantly, I lo- you continually use the word success. Mm-hmm. so I, I think that is fantastic. I think I, I've got a little ticker here going. I think you've said it six times so far. You know, in just the short time that we've been talking, which is which is really <laughs> impressive. So, yeah. how do you define success in terms of business development? Like you just shared with you know, up, you know, other women that want to get into BD. Now, how do we take it to the next step? Which is, what do you define as success in business development?
2: I guess the true ultimate success, if I continue to want to get paid, is to when jobs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think that, that yep. that's the professional success. Uh, yeah. <laughs> out of my meetings with potential clients, current clients, networking with all of our industry partners and zippering all of the relationships, hopefully at the end of the day, when the need comes for a facility through uh, a potential client that we are able to propose and be the successful uh, GC to be awarded that particular project. So number one, I think that's the first layer of success professionally, but I have several personal layers of success. And I guess first and foremost for me is that every day I get up in this industry, that as an African-American female, that does not look like me. So every day I get up, I come in the office, I talk to someone, I engage someone. And I make it to the next day because now I've connected with somebody. Somebody has given me a soft intro. Doors are opening up. To me, that's a personal success because I do feel the pressure of having to work twice as hard to ensure my personal success, which will lead to my professional success. So I think just the natural innate grind. That I do on a daily basis to make sure that I'm at the right place at the right time meeting with the right people to secure the right project is my personal level of success connecting with the right people that I finally have been trying to wear in their inbox out, LinkedIn out for over six to nine months. And finally I get a peep. That's a small level of success that I'm certainly going to have a nice expensive glass of champagne to celebrate. So those are small (laughs) levels of success for me uh, personally, you know, that uh, I I do every day because, you know, uh, the construction industry even though there's a plethora of work out there, as we all know, all work is not the correct work or the right work for you and your organization at the right time. And I always say, I want all the rights to line up. So it's a lot of no's to get to the right yes. So I think me being in touch with you know my clients, my team, the market, Knowing all of the int- the tangibles and then the intangible, which is the client's money, when all of those line up, then it's right. That's success because the clients can afford it. there you know we don't it's it's not an issue uh, like we are currently, you know the supply chain we can we can get carpet in and you don't have to get you know cheap carpet. so especially in these particular times, that's success for me, really.
0: So, Tanya, can you talk a little bit about your approach to business development? Because your approach is, it, admittedly, it, it's a little different. It's almost like you're a project manager, but on the BD side.
2: Yeah. Well, I yeah, I don't want to, to give all my trade secrets yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we have to wait for the book
1: for that, right? Your book. Yeah, exactly. You
2: <laughs> exactly. Or the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah and when I there is a project that uh I am will be starting in January that has been uh heavy with me for probably the last 5 years so I'm making a commitment and now a public commitment to do it uh I'm going to come back on here so we can uh, talk about it once it's uh together so sure thank you for that,
0: that. That's an exclusive. It sounds like yeah. I think we have we yeah, just dropped you got an exclusive. A there. Yes, Break there it. we go. Yes, All right.
2: yes. nice. But uh, I guess we can just do it in a high-level helicopter view, generic. Let's say you know healthcare, you know market, uh, which that's one of my market sectors here in Atlanta to build up market share in healthcare. They're favorites within our hospital systems, as there are throughout the United States with GCs. So that is a challenge And probably about a two and a half year relationship building where you establish trust. And currently, just based on my my internal meter, it takes me about a good 16 months to build a solid relationship with a client. And I do that through a diverse group of ways. And it depends on our initial introduction. When I first engage with a potential client, it is certainly not about my organization or what I want to do in regards to facility needs. It is 100% about the client. I am FBI. I am Barbara Walters. I am becoming your friend. I am asking them tons of questions but it's not questions necessarily about projects. It's about them. It's their life. What do they do? What do they like to eat? I'm a foodie. So I tend to kind of lean in towards that, have conversations about their favorite restaurants. Why is it their favorite restaurant? You know, what, what, what is it about the chef? Or what is it about, you know, certain foods? Or what is it about a particular hobby? So once you identify what your client needs, you're able to identify that emotional intelligence, what that connector is. Because as humans, one thing, if you go back to the basics, we all are connected in some way or another. So once you find that space that you can connect with that potential client, that's what you build on. So, hey, let's say they're foodie like I am. I hear there's a new restaurant opening. I don't need to necessarily take them to the new restaurant, but hey, I just sent them a text or an email. Hey, I heard about this amazing restaurant that's opening up. Sounds like it's perfect for your palate. Bam. What am I doing? I am providing information. I'm showing that I'm a trusted partner. It's something that they like and love. Therefore, when they go, what happens? They call me, send me an email, send me a text. Hey, I went to this restaurant. What do we have? We have a touch point. We have engagement. We have, it's not threatening, it's soft, it's friendly. And therefore, in that conversation, they're more apt to talk about let me tell you what my wife said, what my wife had, what my kids had. So now we are encompassing, it's taking us beyond that one person to now it's a family. So now I'm learning more about you. I'm learning more about your family. I'm learning, you know, certain things, personal, maybe anniversary, birthdays. So at those particular touch points throughout the year, basically, that's all it is. We are establishing. I call it kind of dating, which is what it is. Mm -hmm. I recently got uh, married. And so I really associated. (laughs) This time I got it right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, building relationship is simply dating. It's you know for them to get to know. Hey, for they they may not like me. I'm I, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I am totally extra, and I am so okay being extra. And I know my extra is not for everybody. But that the person that it is. Oh, their life is going to be so much better because now they're a part of my world, and I'm a part of theirs. So that's my thought process. So doing that dating part period. It's just discovery. It's just learning about them, them learning about me. And when you discover someone, you decide if you like them, if you do like them, what do you go to next? You go to a level of trust. And that's what relationships are. I trust you. I know you. And if I know you and we have some depth and breadth, then more than likely I'm going to trust you. And so after that, you know, you continue to build that relationship. Then you can bring in my organization. We can talk about their facility needs. We can talk about the issues, et cetera. And lo and behold, when a problem, I mean, when a uh, project happens up, what happens? You kind of call your trusted friend. Hey, I think we're going to be building a new school. I'm probably going to be engaging an architect. Do you know any architects? Or, you know, this is the RFP when I think I'm going to. So now you have some information, information that you are able to use and hold and uh, move forward with. So, you know, the dating process. And as I tell all my clients, I don't want you to be a one hit wonder. If we're in a relationship, this is a marriage. Till yeah. death do us part. <laughs> we are together like four flat tires. Yes, you're yes. down for me. I am down for you. So Absolutely. I let them know I, this is not just something temporary because all of my relationships must be authentic and organic because that's the only ethical way for me. I can't sell you something that's not right, true, and that would work for me if you're my friend. Yeah. So, uh if if we're friends, we're friends for life until you decide to do something
1: different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so your approach and your personality and everything's you can tell it's it's very unique. It's not something you could pick up a book and say, oh, this is how you do business development. You know, um but, but yeah. coming soon. The book's Yeah, the soon. book is coming. That's yeah. right. The book is coming. <laughs> but let's let's talk about the the journey for a little bit. Do you just thinking back over your 18-year career and then I think you said real estate before that. Any sort of like lessons learned over the years, like now that I'm older, wiser, getting married for the the second time is better, you know than the first. You know, any sort of like lessons learned throughout your career
2: oh that maybe my helped. Gosh, you? we definitely don't have enough time. Okay, to <laughs> Lessons learned. <laughs> Anything major, though? Any major? Problem? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I think construction can be a funny business. I think the people that you align yourself with. Is very, very important, especially in an ethical situation. We know that historically construction used to be the good old boy system, you know, money under the table, et cetera. You know, and it's not like other organizations started as such. So it's not just construction industry. But I think for me, being 100% who I am helps me to be consistent Mm -hmm. in what I do. So I think the the biggest lesson that I continuously learn every day is to be the truest of true of who I am, because I can only be better in that sense. Being authentic is huge for me, and that's why, you know, sometimes I, you know, I, I, I say flavorful words and you know, some people are like, oh my gosh, you're in a professional <laughs> setting. I'm like, people who know me, know me. You know, I what you see is nine times what you're gonna get. And I can't Amen. help but yep. be because there was one point in my life early on, probably about 13, 14 years ago, I was not in a space where I was able to be myself. And so I know without a shadow of a doubt. That's the only way to operate, goes back to your word, Chris. Now we probably, this is eight notches. The only way to operate in true personal success is to operate and be authentic as your foundation. So I think telling hard truths, I would always tell my children and I can look at it and they'll tell you. I remember telling them, our all of our conversations was in the bathtub because it's not threatening. It's not, you know, it's a safe place, et cetera. I'd rather hear a hard truth than an easy lie. And I have tried to remain true to that with myself, with my organizations that I align with and with my clients. In our industry, bad news comes often, you know, in various capacities, but truth remains constant. And uh, when you stay on that road, it'll always lead you in the right direction. So I think continuously to operate who you are in an authentic capacity, remain ethical when no one is watching. And then I think third, the best thing, which Chris knows, this is a hard job. And people think, oh, you're always out at a conference, you're networking, you know, steak, baked potato, drinks, bourbon, cigars. (laughs) It is grueling (laughs) on your life. It is hard. But one thing out of all of that, I have got to have fun. And that's mm-hmm. how I stay sane. And I, you know, it it seems simple. I don't have anything complex to say in regards to lessons learned, because I think if you're ethical, if you're authentic and you have fun, the world is yours. You know, all the rest will take care of yeah. itself.
0: Yeah. Funny, I think you just, I think you just hit that advice right there. Be yourself. Be successful and be ethical and you know it's all about the relationships you hit you hit on that earlier so i, I this has been fantastic tanya thank you so much for joining yeah. us it's so good to see you i don't get the chance yes. to see you that often but i know i'm going to see you soon but uh, thank you and i know we're going to have you back on because i want to hear about that book I, we, yeah. we've got so many things to talk about <laughs> more beyond this so yeah so think of this is tanya bird point one
1: yes so Chris was jotting down the number of times you said success. I was jotting down good sayings of yours, you know. And, I'm, and normally we have guests, and I only get sometimes I don't even get any, you know. But I got four good ones. I think that's the most I ever had. So I like building relationship is my jam. That's awesome. And you kicked it off with I'm not I'm not here to bring donuts to the meeting. That has to be my favorite. So you're there to work. You're there for a reason. you know. Oh. And it's not only really the saying, it's like how you use it. You know, that makes the saying even better. Yeah. And kudos yeah. to you. Anybody thank- who
2: brings donuts to a meeting is going to be a boring meeting. Yes. We want a full <laughs> breakfast. Okay. That's yes. all I got to say. <laughs> it's certainly been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you <laughs> to uh, all of you. God, yeah. Thank you so Those much. Are I appreciate it. Thanks. All right. We'll see you soon, man. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining the Building PA Podcast. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.